Slob Talk Radio. Joining her and and this little girl sparked 
sparked this just cheer on the entire section of the stadium. And it was it was fun just seeing parents and children and just seeing families together on a beautiful what was a beautiful Tuesday night in Boston. It was raining most of the day in Boston and in New York, but it stopped just in time for the game. The weather was perfect. It was definitely an amazing experience, even though I'm sure most of the people there were sad because their home team lost. It was a great game. And it's a, and if, if you're a baseball fan, like even if you root for a team that is not the Red Sox, I mean, I am a Yankees fan. I'm a New York Yankees fan. I did not tell anyone that, that while I was at the game, but – Fenway Park is definitely a special place to go to. Well, I'd like to add to that, Ian, that people were out there enjoying music. If you saw the little girl singing, let's go Red Sox, that's music. So that's why I was saying parents, kids, and music, whether you're at a game or whatever you're at, you can still enjoy music. Uh, the little girl yeah. was singing, let's go out to the ball, you know, game. Yeah, so I music mean, is- you have the seven-fitting stretch, you had – did you have like the song that Jonathan Palpelbon comes out to, which is this Dropkick Murphys like song, like this Irish song about Boston, and the entire crowd singing along, like in the same way that in New York when Mariano Rivera comes out to Enter Sandman. Like right. there, there was there was a lot of music on the organ, on the things, and you know what? Even, and this is where it's different up there compared to down there or anywhere else in New England. There was one time when the when the pitcher pitching coach came to the mound and they played Tweezer Reprise from Fish. Yes, they played a Fish song at a Red Sox game. Wow. <laughs> yes. But that, that shows you how music and um, sports and uh, parents and kids all work along together. Your music is everywhere, you know. Just, just think uh, MC Hammer out here was the bad boy for the for the Oakland A's, and um, and, and then he and he, decades later he was honored with his own bobblehead. See, there you go. There you go. There you like go. There's, that's like there's long been the connection between music and sports. You know, like MTV. I remember the nineties. You used to have those rock and jock games where they'd have right. like, where you always see like celebrity basketball games and softball games. It's fun. Right. It's like this music, and also when you have a big star like that, they want to grow up, and it's like they, you have people who grow up who want to be musicians to become athletes. You have people who grow up to be athletes to become musicians. We have someone like Bernie Williams who played for the Yankees forever, but he was also a classical guitarist. And and in the years since he's retired from baseball, he now actually has released, I believe, two or three albums. I know one of them was produced by Paul McCartney. Wow. And and he's pretty, and he's actually pretty talented. And sometimes, he was a sound, it's like what you were telling me about, like, Lil Romeo was playing college basketball. Right, right, right. For USC. Like, there's connection between... Sports and music, or like when I was in high school, as we've talked about many times on the show, that I was in the marching band. And that really, I mean, marching band is a competitive sport. Like the way right. you go and you just 
I mean, there's a lot of practice. There's a lot of rehearsing. There's coaching. There's different things because it's because we're judged. I mean, the marching bands are judged, and they're along with other marching bands that are doing their field shows, and somebody wins. Somebody doesn't win. There's a first place, second place, a third place, depending on what it is. It's a real competition. So, so Jay, speaking about competitions, I know we were talking about how there's something that's premiering on TV tonight. Woohoo! We've been waiting for this one. The X Factor. Yes. It's going to be a great thing. It's, uh, I can't wait till it comes on. You know, I just want to want to see how the show does and. Can't wait to see some of the talent. And a friend of mine is on the show, uh, L.A. Reed is on there. And uh, I just can't wait to um, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> and I heard the early reviews are that he is an even tougher judge than Simon Cowell. Like, what can you tell me about what you think, LA, how L.A. Reed is going to be judging these, these, these aspiring musicians and performers and recording artists? Well, I met, speaking of, I met him back in the uh, early 80s. I haven't been speaking to him for a while, but when I work with him, he is very, very emphasizes on rhythm because he's a drummer. And um, he played in the group The Deal. And um, I went into a studio in L.A. called Wildcat Studio with him, and we were working on drum parts. So what he's going to look at, he's going to look at the feel, and he, the feel and how the singer or the talent how they put the, the feelings come across, and he's such a good vocal coach because he worked with uh, ba- Babyface. He's gonna really be looking at pitch. So I would think he'll scrutinize way more than anybody because he's coming from a record producer's point of view, and he's had several several hit records. So he's gonna really really uh, look at the vocals, and that's what he's good at. And um, he's a very nice gentleman, very nice gentleman. My experience with him was very nice. Um, I remember back, uh, Ian, back in the day where we were all sleeping on the floor. You know, everybody was kind of broke back in the, in the early, early 80s before they made it. And um, we all had to sleep in one room on the floor. And uh, then we went in the studio in the morning. And um, he had written a song for the group called The Whispers called uh, Rock Steady. And he took off. And uh, very nice gentleman. He's going to do very well. And it's going to be a fair show with him because um, he's not going to let nothing slip by. So if he says a yes, it's a go, pretty much that person is going to be talented. Because he's very good. So you think that he's going to be tougher than Simon Cowell? Uh, yes, he's going to be very more tougher to please him because he's going to look at every nuance and every pitch. Because um, he's such a great producer, uh you know, he took Clive Davis' place, uh, you know, at, at Arista, so he's going to be looking at everything. He's responsible for Usher. He's, he's responsible for a, a girl I work with named Pebbles. He's responsible for a lot of great talent. Um, and so um, he's going to be very tough to please, very tough. I'd rather go with Simon Cowell. I'd rather go on him because he had something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Although, from what I understand, the X Factor is not American Idol. There are different rules. It's a different kind of show. But I can certainly, like, have you seen, like, they've had those YouTube videos and they had a dream sequence where basically the X Factor judges were on, were basically on American Idol and they were 
and they had all these really bad figures. I didn't see that. Wow. Where it's like where it's like they show like a Hollywood round and everything, which is really that's not what the X Factor is because the X Factor is all filmed in front of a live studio audience. Okay. But there's a okay. really like a factor. But at the same time I think it's gonna be interesting, I think on a certainly at a business standpoint, because cause I because we've been talking about this really for a whole year, because it's actually, I mean, they announced the X Factor two years ago. They announced it would be coming to the U.S., but Summit Cowell would be on American Idol for one more year. Then there would be a whole year of American Idol without him before the X Factor premieres. That the, the issue is, is history going to repeat itself like it did in England, where Idol was canceled. I mean, Pop Idol was the original show that American Idol was the model for. Simon Cowell was one of the judges on the show. Simon Cowell actually never even left Pop Idol, but he came here and did American Idol. Then he created the the X Factor. He was on the X Factor and Pop Idol at the same time. But then X Factor became so big that Idol was canceled. That wow. there was, there was that there was actually like a huge Fox was very concerned that the same thing would happen here. That that because also I mean the one big difference between American Idol and the X Factor is Simon Cowell owns the X Factor. He is the creator. He is the executive producer of the X Factor. He is he does not have those he did not have those credits on American Idol or any of the Idol formats internationally. Yet he clearly was the big star of American Idol and Pop Idol. So there was actually a bidding war amongst the networks about other networks, not just Fox, for the X Factor. Wow. And Fox knew that Fox knew that they couldn't have Simon Cowell on American Idol and him being on the X Factor on another network at the same time. Like his previous contract with Fox for American Idol allowed him to produce shows for other networks. Like, I mean, America's Got Talent is one of his shows, as you know. And he had that show American Adventure. But his his contract with Fox said he could make shows for other networks, but he cannot appear on the air on other networks other than Fox. And they threw a lot of money at X Factor because they did not want Simon Cowell to bring the X Factor to another network. I mean, NBC, I think, was a big better, and that's why they brought out The Voice, which was actually based on a show from, I believe, believe from Sweden. And the thing is, a lot of, like, there's, like, something, there are things about The Voice that are actually similar to X Factor. The issue is because The Voice came out first, are people going to say, oh, the X Factor ripped out, ripped, the X Factor is ripping off the voice. I don't know. But the truth is, right now, it's the fall. And most of the American Idol has always been a winter thing or a spring thing. Fox is right. going to see if lightning's going to strike twice. And you've got now the fall. And there's no thing competition. I mean, ABC has had success by having Dancing with the Stars in the fall and the spring. American Idol, from day one to Decided they were only going to do one, only one cycle each year, which I think 
certainly has eliminated overkill. Now, if X Factor is a hit and American Idol remains a hit, Fox could have this have two singing franchises during the year. American Idol, I mean, X Factor in the fall, American Idol in the spring. I mean, one thing about the X, both shows are, they're actually in the same exact time slot. Like, X Factor is on Wednesday and Thursdays, and once the season, once the year is over, once we hit the holidays and the new year, that time slot will then be taken by American Idol. Let's look, let's, let's look at a couple of the rules. Um, when okay. you're speaking of rules, one of the rules is you can have uh, you can be 12 years old or you can be 112 years old. That's kind of different. Wait, than I can American. be on the show? Sure. Wait, Jay, that means I can be on the show? I can be on the X Factor? Yes, you can be up to 112 years old and you can still be on the show. That's one of the rules. Well, so, 100, so 113 is not acceptable? No, if you're 113, you won't make the cut. I'm uh, sorry about that. Um, so all you got what is What did people assume for age discrimination? I think so. If you were, you know, if you lived that long too soon for uh, age discrimination. Well, 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 you know, uh, I guess, I guess, um, eighty years. I'll get back to me eighty years from now. Right. Let's see if you can get on the show. But I'll be 113. If you can even talk at that time, you know, I'm just wondering. Um, the other, one the other. <laughs> one of the other things that's different is in and you can be in a group and you can have up to 100 people in this group. It doesn't that matter. Works, right? Yeah, you can have 100 people in your group. Um, and uh, the other thing that's uh, the contestants are split into um, four categories, uh, and those categories are young guys, young girls, older singers, and vocal groups. Well, wow. and I and I know that they've got like the four judges or coaches who are like each one I believe takes a different group, a different demographic. Right. So there's a competition between the four judges. I mean, the other two, which we hadn't mentioned, are Paula Abdul and um, the girl from the Pussycat Dolls, whose last name I will never be able to pronounce. Right. <laughs> Nicole Schlesinger or something like that. Right. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing there. Say what, Ian? I said Schlesinger or Schlesinger. Uh, yeah, I can never pronounce her name. She's just really pretty. Uh, hey, hey, uh, Nicole, if you're listening, give us a call and um, tell us what your how to pronounce your last name. Like have you as a, as a future guest, so we can talk about your last name and your relationship with parents and children and music. Yeah, you know the biggest thing, Ian, is you can win five million dollars cold cash. And five that's a million dollars. Five. Like, like I've heard things about one million dollars, or sometimes it's like a one million dollars over four over four years that ends up not being guaranteed. Is this an actually guaranteed $5 million? Yeah, it's uh, he's, he's guaranteeing the winner of this competition $5 million cash. Cash. You're going to get cash if you win. And you better like be John, good. Like, like, like Johnny Cash? 
kind of like that, but kind of with more with the president's uh, faces on it, and it's green. Okay, well, though, I mean, I guess they could put Johnny Cash on on money, and people will respect that. But yeah, wow, that it, it's amazing because considering I'm sure how many hundreds of millions of dollars Simon Cowell's made from his TV shows, or billions. I mean, is Simon Cowell a billionaire? He should be close. He should be close because you know that man. I mean, I've been on, yeah, I mean he had been on the number one television show show on television for almost a decade. Will he? Will his new show now replace that? Is it? We, we don't know. Yeah, so I know this is a little backwards, Jay, but I know we were talking about our kid of the week, who going to our X Factor theme. Who, who thought this would have been a big X Factor show? Like you said, this is someone who participated on the X Factor in the UK. Yep, yep. Um, and he's from he's from Washington D.C. area right now, and his his name is Josh Bernstein. And he was on the um, British X Factor. I, I believe so, or he auditioned for it, and. Um, I think he has had a little bit to do with American Idol when he was younger, too. He kind of auditioned for that, too. He's a wonderful kid, though. Um, he plays piano and guitar. He loves Stevie Wonder. He loves to sing blues. Um, very talented young man. Um, you can see him on YouTube. He has a Facebook. Uh, we can probably post him up maybe, in. You can give him some exposure. And uh, I think this guy is going to be a talented singer. I think he might win some awards. So, um, so that's Josh Bernstein. Yes, and he's uh, very talented. He's got a good voice. He sings with feeling. Um, he might can win something. He has a chance. So, guys, look out for him. He's, I think he's 14 now. And uh, you can Google him and uh, check this kid out. He's the kid yeah, of the I've week. I've got a YouTube video of him right here, which I'm actually going to put up on our Parents, kids, music, and I mean parents, kids, music, and I'll say it again, parents, kids, music, Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash parents, kids, music, which I will put here right now. I will actually paste it as we are speaking. It's a YouTube video of Josh Bernstein or Bernstein singing Crazy by Gnarls Barkley. Yeah, he's amazing. That's amazing right. kid. Singer. That's right. We're going to have him channel his inner CeeLo Green. <laughs> I, mean, that's, I mean, that's what this is. It's. I'm going to attach it. Okay, here we go. Now it is posted. Now it is good. We've got Josh Bernstein. Or Bernstein. Any relation to Leonard Bernstein? Uh, you never know. He could be. Um, if not, he if he isn't, he has the right name. Yes, Let, Leonard Bernstein, whose name was once mentioned in a song called "It's the End of the World as We Know It" by REM, which allows us to segue into. Really, the show has been about beginnings and endings. We've been talking a lot about how the X Factor is beginning today and how fall is beginning this weekend. It also means it's the end of summer, and going into ends, I know that one thing I just read, and I just saw an email from this 
this list thing I always get always has these like headlines where they're like major band breaks up, click it to find out. Well, REM announced that they broke up and that they were an influential band in the 80s before exploding in the 90s. And it's just interesting with the segue, like how things begin and end. Like, Jay, like, what do you think of REM, if at all? Well, um, I think that's, uh, that's the end of uh, – they was a great they were a great American rock band. Um, yes. I just think that that's kind of uh, – it's kind of showing that, you know, time is moving on. But uh, I enjoyed – I you know, I enjoyed that band. You know, actually, um, it's going to be sad. You know, and I, I don't know what the reason is. Is there a reason that some? I mean, you know, some of the past members, just Billy, Bill Barry, and them, and Mike. I, I, I know, I know, I know. Bill Barry left, even though he's like formed with them over time, over the years. But I think it's one of those things where you have a band where where the music of the band like isn't as relevant as it was when they first came on the scene. Like, I mean, they. They had that, they had that underground cred in the '80s. Then they exploded in the '90s with "Losing My Religion," which, which my guess is probably their biggest commercial hit. And then followed by "Automatic for the People," which is one of my favorite albums from any band of any time. But I think it's one of those things where it's like you see, like I talked sometimes how you see the 80s hair bands that are playing these tiny clubs where you have a band who's from an era, their era is past them, and that uh-huh. they're no longer on the charts, but they they haven't broken up, and they're still playing music. I think it's one of those things where it's more like saying, okay, we're not a band anymore. It's we're we're all individual people. We are all really cool people. We are still friends. But yeah, I mean, I mean, Michael Stipe has been one of those people who transcended music, who became bigger than music, to the point where he's done so much charitable work and community work, and has like that—that's where they are. Well, you so know, if it wasn't for that group. Nirvana and you know Bain and all these groups, uh, Pavement, they would have never have probably existed in the way they exist now because uh, R.M. whether that was the forefather for all these uh, alternative bands, and uh, so it's kind of a sad thing, you know, kind of a sad I, thing. I can say know? I can say it's the end of an era. I mean, there. I mean, I never got to see them live, and I know that. Just really like the post Bill Berry stuff wasn't good. I mean, I I like back. We're almost actually near the tenth anniversary of the day. Almost all my CDs were stolen from my car, and I owned two REM albums back in the day: Automatic for the People and Epinomus, which was a um, which was a album, which was a greatest hits album. Of their early stuff, and that's some. And in some ways, I even though they've continued to make music and it's good for them, like I feel like that was REM at that point. 
So, so Jay, that's it. The leaves are about to fall here in New York. It is about to become fall. Things are starting. Like we had, things are starting like the X Factor. Things are ending like REM. So, Jay, do you have any final thoughts before I ask that famous question? Mr. Logan? Hello, Jay. I'm going to ask the famous question in about a few seconds as soon as Jay gets back on. Looks like Jay was knocked off, so Jay, yeah. I'll be back. I'm All back. All right. I will, do you have any final thoughts before I ask you that famous question? Uh, no, no final thoughts, but I just wish everybody uh, tonight enjoy the X Factor because this is going to be a new thing for the music industry. It's going to do a new thing. It's going to bring a lot of talent out of America, and then maybe the music industry can get revived. We need these kind of shows to keep music alive. So just everybody enjoy the show tonight. All right, Jay, thank you, and um, and maybe I'll win that $5 million next year. So, so what is your treasure, Jay? What is it? Well, my treasure today is I'm sitting out here watching Mother Nature and watching the bay and this is my treasure just to be able to sit and look at the Golden Gate Bridge while we're doing the show another day and uh, the walk on top of the planet to be alive is my treasure today. Excellent. And um, thank you. And what is my treasure? My treasure is that it is ice cream and coffee cakes and pudding. No, it's it's just that life is good that I was sharing with with my friend who I was driving home from Boston with last night that we were able to just jump into a car, drive three hours to Boston, see a game, and come back because we can, because we're alive. We're able to do things that and some people may think are outrageous. So that is my treasure today. So, Jet. So, Jay, what was that? I think that's a wonderful treasure there. I like that. Absolutely. So, so thank you, Jay. Thank you, everyone who is listening today. And we will see you next week here on Parents Kids Music. Are you excited for next week? All right. And this was, although I can say we've actually done a few more shows, like we've done all these special editions, this was technically show number 50, so congratulations, Jay. We've, we've done it. We've done 50 shows. How do you like Wonder. that, Jay? I like that. Job well done. <laughs> Job well done. Congratulations, Jay. All right, everyone, we will see you next week.